And a good Wednesday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here live for the next two hours here on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you remember that. I hope nobody just went, what? Is oh, that crap. today? I hope nobody blurted out, oh, crap. Oh, that's right. Got to do that thing. Dang it. Hopefully nobody did that. Got to stop and get the get something. And there is time, but, you know, you don't yeah, want to be doing that at yeah, 2.04. It's, it's not today. good. Yeah. Not good. We're live here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside. Our phone number and our text line is 615-844-5600. You can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And, of course, every day you can uh, interact with us on the text line and our YouTube page. Just type in WNSR Live in the search box and we'll see you like a lot of you've been doing by the way so mm-hmm. and we thank you for that uh this was out of nowhere today this morning at about ten thirty. Mm. i was like what the music city grand prix you know the, the you know the indy cars yes you know how they go through the streets of downtown nashville yes they've been doing that for a number of years now mm-hmm. they won't do that this year Oh, where are they going? Uh, or I don't, I don't know how long this is, well, but it's at least this year. They're going out to Gladeville, Tennessee, where we went yesterday to speak with Matt Greasy. There's a uh, facility Who's out the there general in Gladeville. Manager. Yeah. Yes. It's called the Nashville Super Speedway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm familiar. We've been several times. The open wheel cars used to be out there. I used to cover them. Mm. IndyCar Series used to race. At the Nashville Super Speedway. In fact, it was a big to-do every July. It was a very, very exciting race. They had huge crowds for that. I met mm-hmm. Gene Simmons briefly. I met a lot of famous people. They would come in for that race. But we've grown accustomed to that race in the last several years. Mm-hmm. But it's been, what, three years? Three years, yes. This would have been year four. And we knew the track was going to change. We knew that. It had and to. I thought it was awesome, the change, you know, going down the streets of Broadway. Hello? Well, they're not doing that. They're going out to the super speedway. Didn't they announce the change already? Well, there was... Didn't they have a press conference There was stuff that was out there about going down Broadway. Yeah. Was, I mean, like, you know, they gave a big lead in and announced, you know, I'm just finding out about this. I was out at a Valentine's Day event with my wife, so I've been unplugged for the last uh, several hours. So I'm just now getting plugged back in, and uh, I've got got questions on questions on questions that, you know, that I've got for several people that, you know, until I get answers to those questions, I I don't know what to think yet. But I, I just find this very interesting. This is, uh, I'm just going to try to skim through the press release. Okay. That they put out this morning. Big Machine Label chairman and founder Scott Borchetta, um, who now oversees Big Machine, Big Machine Music City Grand Prix, announced that the September 15th IndyCar Series race will be run at the Nashville Super Speedway. And his company will continue as the event's title sponsor. Let's see. I'm sure it's been several weeks reviewing every aspect of the organization plans for the Grand Prix and decided to move this year's event to the Nashville Super Speedway 
because of the, the Titan Stadium construction. Yes. And shifting course consideration downtown. Now, remember, they've also shifted the schedule. This race has been the first week of August. It's yes. now going to be the middle of September, which happens to coincide with the grand finale of the IndyCar series. That It'll air on NBC, and it'll be the end of the season. It'll be their final race of the year for the IndyCar series. Wow. Which is pretty cool. But that is cool. Amazing that. They're going to do it at the Nashville Super Speedway. Yeah. At an oval track. And now on the streetscape. Says with the significant challenges of the proposed new course and unknowns with the new stadium construction, which has been at the center of operations for the first three years of the Grand Prix. It has. There just isn't the space needed by the race teams, nor the proper access for downtown businesses and residences to execute the world class event that is expected. By our amazing fans, IndyCar teams, and sponsors. Let's see. Na, na, na. I know so, they held a press conference about an hour ago that... Um, Nashville Mayor. We haven't had a chance to see it. Okay. Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell. Yes. Expressed his appreciation for the cooperation shown by all involved <laughs> to ensure a successful okay. event for the city. Why are you laughing at that? Um, you know... Th- the mayor, Freddie O'Connell, has not been with us a, a long time. He's only been, um, well, let me rephrase. He has uh, not been mayor for a very long time. He's been with the city for a number of years. He served as a city council member uh, for uh, you know city of Nashville, I believe, for at least eight years, uh, where he represented downtown. He represented that particular district, um, you know, along Broadway, and was very involved with um, these kinds of issues. Now, you know... <laughs> Um, when the mayor says, you know, and listen, I, I know folks over in the mayor's office and, and obviously I've not had a chance to speak to anybody about this. Um, and I've spoken to the mayor about his attitudes towards sporting events. And the mayor has told me personally that, you know, he understands we are a sports town. Um, but he's also not made it a secret that he didn't like certain things that were done in order to get sporting events here. Uh, the NFL draft was one of them. And there's been a couple other things that he he didn't care for things that were done in order to get the the event here that I don't think he would have done if he was in charge. The language. So you're saying that wouldn't have happened on his watch? I'm not saying. Well, that's hard to say. That's what I'm, that's, that's what I need to that, know. That's what, before see, I make very see, strong. That, but no, no, no. I can't go that far, Darren. Statements because, about him because that's hard to know. It's okay. hard to know if the events would have happened or not. Or whether or not they just would have looked a little different or felt a little different. I don't know the answer to that. And nobody does. I don't think he even knows the answer to that. I don't know what was the deal breaker. And that was the thing about this. And and listen, let me go inside baseball for just a quick second here, everybody. The way your city is 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 set up, and I say your city because if you if you're operating under the sound of my voice, you live in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, or the surrounding areas, but you live and feed and breathe off of Nashville. If you're listening to the station, we are a sports station largely because of the city of Nashville and the way we're able to operate here with the Titans and the and the Predators and everything else. Okay. The way the city operates, everybody, we've got 40 members of a city council. We've got a vice mayor. We've got a mayor. The mayor is the chief person that oversees the, the, the operation of the city. 
There's not a whole lot that happens in the city. We have what's called a strong mayor. So in other words, there's not a whole lot that happens in the city without the mayor's consent. So what happens with all of these events, the NFL draft, what's happening with the Super Bowl, what's happening with the World Cup, what's happening with any event that comes to town, the group comes in, they talk to Butch Spirit and company, who I know Butch has moved on, and we've got new people, but they talk to them, they go speak to the mayor's office, they agree in principle, and then they go to the city council and hash it out. That's the way things are going. That's the way things have always been. So... Even before things become public, there is months and months and months and months and months of negotiation that happens behind closed doors where we don't know what this event asked for and we don't know what the city was willing to give up or hand over or whatever. So the language in the press conference, uh, press conference, excuse me, the language in the press release, Darren, the mayor appreciates and I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, the mayor appreciates um, their cooperation You know, this out of the third, it sounds, sounds like um, maybe there are some powers downtown that decided, I don't know if we really want to be doing this down here right now. And would you guys mind moving your event out of town for the next little bit until we get ourselves together? I don't know if the mayor said that. I want to be very clear. I don't know if that's what happened. I'm just saying that they made an announcement last year. Darren, am I, am I missing myself? Then they make an event. Then they make an announcement last year where it was just going to shift to Broadway and it was going to be a little different and it wasn't going to involve the stadium as much. Mm-hmm. And the, okay. But well, actually, it's going to move away. It's going to move away from that area. From that area, but uh-huh. they were still going to run through downtown. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, that, that announcement was made in August, right? Or mid August, right? It was uh, right after the event. Yeah, yes. so mid-August, okay? I think we had Liz Allison on. We had a different mayor at that point, too. We did. John Cooper was still the mayor of Nashville at that mm-hmm. particular moment and time. That now, is he correct. was on his way out of office. The election hadn't happened yet, I don't think, if I'm pausing and think. No, the election hadn't happened yet. The, ele- the election was September. All of a sudden, now, fast forward to, no- to February, and what's changed? The only thing I know that's changed is the mayor's office has changed a little bit. But but again, I haven't spoken to the mayor, haven't spoken to his people. I don't know what happened behind closed doors. I don't. I don't. I'm just saying these are the parts that have changed. And if and, and I can tell you this, and this is for sure. If if Mayor O'Connell did not want this event in downtown, it's not going to be in town in downtown. Period. The end. He's got that much juice. If the mayor says we don't want the Indy cars running downtown. The Indy cars are not going to be running downtown. I'm not saying he said that. I'm just, I just know he's got that much power well, for sure. There is a, there's more to the press release. All right. Borchetta appreciated O'Connell's vision and looks forward to the return. Okay. To downtown as well as continued relationship with the Tennessee Titans. We want to underline how supportive Metro and Mayor Freddie O'Connell and his team have been during this transition. Okay. The mayor is a real fan of the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix and has attended the race every year. He and his team have helped us address all angles and how best to proceed, and we feel that we've landed on the best option for a great race experience for both fans and race teams. Okay. Now, the way I read that, okay. and look, this is a big relief because this is just my personal opinion. Again, I went to every race out at the Nashville Super, Super Speedway when the open-wheel cars were out there, and they would race every July. It was fun. It was cool. It wasn't 
it wasn't overly exciting because it's an oval and it's just a different race. It's still cool though, but downtown, it's a different. It's a different bird. It is. It's a different animal. And it I've is. gone to. I went to two of the three. Okay. I went to the first one and I went to the last one. I didn't go to the one in the middle. I happened to be out of town that week. It it's it's exciting. It's different. It's fun. And the new track, what they threw out there, I think would be even more cool. I, I guess is the best way. To, I don't know what's the best way to put it. I think it'd be even a better layout, personally. Even though I haven't had a problem with the track. I do not believe. My concern was, did this just get 86th downtown? And my point is, my concern would then be grave. That it, it won't last. It won't have... The shelf life will be very, very short, as in number of seasons out in Gladeville. Because it's just it's not, not the, the same event. It's just not the same. It's not the same event. It's, and that's no shot at the folks even, at Gladeville. No, no. They can't do it. They can't. It's, it's, not, it's not fair. Of course. <laughs> it's not. Yes, it's not a shot. It's not even them. apples and oranges. It's just saying no. the uniqueness of being in the streets of downtown Nashville yeah. made it a super cool event. Yeah. Out there on an oval, a mile and a third oval. Again, I've attended those races. I've been there. I've met some really cool people. And I'm sure the stars would come out again. And they will in September. It's just not the same race. No. It's just not even close. And so I breathe a slight sigh of relief, hoping Mm -hmm. that that is their true intentions. If maybe this is just a look, I guess they really don't know. Like they're not going to, and I understand that. Don't predict because you don't really know how bad all they haven't even stuck a shovel in the ground no, yet. 29th. Okay. It's about to get really, really messy over there. Yeah. Okay. It's that we're not even close. We're not even going to waste any time on it right now. But when we get closer to the Titan season, you know, look, we'll probably feel oh. a lot of calls. Like it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a headache. Oh, yeah. You better pack your patience yeah. for going to Titans games during all this constructions, because it's going to suck. I mean, they're making a plan, but they don't know. They don't know. It's going to be know. brutal. Okay? I hope it's just a one-off, but again, they don't know. No. Because they don't know how messy it's going to be over there. No. They'll probably need to reassess yep. after this year's race, and about this time, you yep. know, this time next year, there'll be full can we do it? construction. Yeah, can we do it? Yeah, can we not do it? Do we need another year? You know, okay, a year or two. Okay, people will they'll put up with that if they know it's coming back. Yeah, but again, if they don't think it's coming back, I just I would get very very concerned. The shelf life will be very, very short. I need to learn. I need to learn a lot more about the reasons behind this. What I wonder is just what 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 changed between August and right now. Great question, Justin. Why why would you roll out this full plan if and nothing's changed? Literally, nothing's changed. Something's changed. Clearly, well, I mean, (laughs) nothing over there has changed when it comes to that site. Somebody's got new concerns that you know, or something. But all of a sudden, you just did a 180. Yeah. You went from, well, this is going to be our new course layout during the construction to, oh, yeah, here's even our new course layout. Yeah. It's in Gladeville. It's in Gladeville. 
That's it's out there off eight forty. And the you know what would be cool if they raced on eight forty? Well like close shut down eight forty. Can you imagine the speeds they could get to that, that eight forty? That would require a whole other set of cooperation that we're not even prepared <laughs> to talk about right now for that. Um but yes, that would be fun to to witness i think and then they, they like fly end up at the track and then finish it out on the old that would be interesting that'd be cool maybe build some barriers there but they, you know possibly yeah they can make that happen yeah um but some, something's happened darren Somebody's but I, I have to take this press release at its word that their intentions yeah now look you know the mayor's office better than me i don't have a clue i've never been around freddie o'connell we haven't had freddie o'connell on the show I don't know if Freddie no, O'Connell will even come on the show. On that. Okay. So I don't know him. So I, I have to – the other mayors, most – I got to know a little bit or some more than a little bit. But this one I don't know anything about. So I, I don't have a clue what makes him tick. You have more of an idea than me. So I don't know if this is fantasy land. No. Or it's true. Like, hey, we need a year to figure all this out, and then hopefully we'll be back downtown the following year. You know, but maybe that doesn't happen, and maybe we need one more year. But we, what we do know is in twenty twenty five, or twenty twenty four, excuse me, twenty twenty four, we need a little, we need more time. So we need to go out to Gladeville and figure out downtown. Okay, I mean that's all. That's all I can take. Is I, this I press wanna, release. At I want to reserve the rest of my comments until after I hear a little bit more from the officials and I can get a full understanding of, because I'm sure if I've got these questions, other people have already asked these questions and maybe their answers to them, they're perfectly legitimate. I don't don't know know anything about Justin, to my knowledge, everybody I've talked to today, no one had a clue. Wow. Some did. And I said, well, thanks for telling me, giving me the heads up. They're like, but but there were also a lot of people like they were blindsided by those. Others I talked to, they did know. But couldn't say, you know, we yeah. couldn't talk about it. I they couldn't talk about it. I understand. But I was like, well, th- well, thanks. Thanks for that. But I didn't know. I didn't know this was in the behind, uh, this was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I didn't even know there was in, even under consideration. But see, that's to my point. That's what I'm talking about. And notice who they made note to in that particular press release the mayor's office, mm-hmm. conversations with the mayor's office, and they've decided X, Y, and Z. But this kind of stuff, and this is what I need everybody under the sound of my voice to understand. Elections, and we're not going to you know, get off into politics, and I don't want to, but elections have consequences. The people that you elect, you put them in the room. Freddie O'Connell is the mayor of Nashville. He's in the room to negotiate things for the Final Four coming to Nashville, the Super Bowl coming to Nashville, the NFL draft coming to Nashville. I know when we elect people, we don't think of those things right off top. We think of roads and schools, and rightfully so, rightfully so. But I'm just saying that these are also the folks in the room for IndyCar, for the for the street races in downtown. To your point, if Phil Bredesen wasn't in place, oh no, would, would none Nashville, of it, no, no, would absolutely not. Look like it does today. But he had the power to make it, and that's my point. He had the power to that's make it I'm, happen. So I'm saying, him if and he's Bud not Adams the mayor, sat in a room, somebody totally opposite of him. Think about our city today. Absolutely, it could be completely different. He and Bud Adams were able to sit in a room, and he had the juice to make it happen. Now he needed a couple of other people to co-sign, and yes, he needed a referendum. But none of it happens at all unless he's got the power and the vision to sit in a room with Bud Adams in order to make that kind of a thing happen, and he did. 
And and that is the overall point that I'm trying to get everybody to understand is when we have votes, we have elections, we have things, these people, it's more than just, you know, the stuff you see on television. It's the stuff that you don't see. Or a lot of times, I guess, in our case, the stuff you do see on television, uh, the mayors and these people have an enormous amount of power and an enormous amount to do with how these things come together. All right. We'll take a break. And uh, we're wide open this hour if you want to get involved in the show. The Titans did have a press uh, conference today. With the new coordinators, we can talk about that. We can hear a little bit of that. More of the McFarland Show. By the way, that number and that text line, 615-844-5600. We'll be back here on WNSR. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. 
Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Book. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 615-844-5600. It's our phone line and our text line. We're live here on this Wednesday afternoon. Actually, pretty nice today. A lot nicer than yesterday. Probably going to be even a little bit nicer tomorrow. Maybe in the mid-60s, which will be welcomed. Darren and Justin here in the uh, Strikers Bear Family Fund Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside. Uh, we should be able to touch base with Pat Sperduto in the second hour. He is uh-huh. in the Chiefs parade today in Kansas City. Congratulations. So it's, I think it's wrapped up. So, but you know, there's a lot of stuff they got to, he's got to get back to a certain area and out of the craziness. Over a million people there. And uh, we'll check in with Pat. One, congratulate him on another Chiefs Super Bowl victory and uh, find out about the parade today. So we'll get into a lot of things with Pat Sperduto and three MTSU players on their roster, on the Chiefs roster. So pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's go to the phones. Jack, what's up? Well, you guys were talking about how things got done. I moved here in 1990. And it was the last of the old Nashville. I was horrified when the mayor was on Phil Donahue with his mistress. And everything else, that was you could shoot a gun down Broadway and not hit anything except the river. You were talking about the previous mayor there. I was say, that, that, was not, that was not, not the Mayor Brett. No, that was Boner. That was, that was Mayor Boner. But what happened was I, I got brought here. Because of the Nashville network, I thought I'd oh, come up TNN. here and take my okay. take my hand at being a, uh, a musician. But the thing about it, if you think about it, TNN gave the Gaylord Hotel something no other hotel in the world had. None of the hotels in Vegas, Atlantic City, anybody. You had a captive TV network selling the Gaylord properties in Nashville in seventy million homes across the country. Then Mr. Gaylord stepped up, remodeled the Ryman, ran the General Jackson back and forth to downtown, built the Wild Horse in a concert with the then Mayor Richard Fulton. Then Bredesen came in. They built the uh, hockey arena Mm -hmm. when there wasn't any attendance lined up. Nope. That's correct, sir. Then did the then did the deal with Bud Adams, and it just all went from there. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't stopped yet. Which, by the way, made the wild horse uh, rest in peace. Yeah, boy. Hard to believe. That's a well, tough pill to swallow. I've, I've got a lot of stories, from great stories from the wild that's horse. A, that's a tough one. Well, I, you know, the hotel's now run by Marriott, so I figured before long... They divest themselves of the wild horse, and that's exactly what's happened. Yep. 
Yeah, I was just making the point, Jack, that, you know, Justin was saying, look, you know, what happens in your city, people don't realize, like, who is in charge can greatly affect your city in good or bad ways. And I said, yeah, if Mayor Bredesen is not the mayor and it's another mayor, let's just say, that wasn't on board for a hockey team or a new arena or a professional football team, think about how different our city would be today. Without Phil Bredesen, you're sitting in Little Rock or Jackson, Mississippi. Period. Yeah, we still look like 1995. I think we look more yeah. like Louisville, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. And, then, and see, and the other thing is, we're right in the, at the crossroads of those three interstates. Yes, sir. And 80%, 80% of the continental U.S. is within 12 hours of right here. So that's that's why Laverne and all that, there's so many, we used to call them warehouses, now it's logistics. <laughs> <laughs> well said. That is a good one. I've, I have, I've never heard that. But that is I haven't either. Absolutely that's, accurate, that's sir. That's hilarious. That that's, is hilarious because it's true. It is. That is accurate yeah. as all get out. Yes, it is, sir. And so, you know, that's, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I'd like to say I was that smart. All I really have to say is I've been, I was, I've been here long enough to see it all happen. Because believe me, when I'm, when, when I came here in 1990, I went downtown looking for the Ryman. Middle of the summer. Yes, sir. I I walk up the front steps, try the door, it's open. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Walk through the vet, walk through into the main house, there's not a soul, and this is before it's remodeled. So the windows are all up, still the wood pews, it looks exactly like every old picture you've seen of Roy Acuff and Minnie Pearl and, you know, as far back as the opera goes. And I'm looking around, I walk right down to the stage, walk right up on the stage, I'm standing at center stage, I'm waiting for somebody to holler at me. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) And I walk to the back of the stage, went out the back door, crossed the alley into Tootsie's, and I'm still waiting for somebody to holler at me. Yeah, different time. Different different time, time, Jack. Different time, Jack. That's how different it was. Jack, they almost tore the thing down. They had had a campaign to save the thing. That's right. So, Jack, real quick before we let you go. Were you for or against the referendum to build the stadium? Oh, sure. You were for well, it. Because, the fact that he's listening uh, to the show no, probably no, tells you no, that. No, there's a lot of people who were against it who changed their mind once the Titans got okay, here. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. There, there's a whole yeah. lot of people who voted against it who say, oh, I was for it the whole time. No, yeah. no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, oh, there's people didn't want Nissan to build a plant in Smyrna. Well. You know, you, you you have to you have to realize. I think we I think we that. lost. No, we got it. okay. All right. No, you're right. When Jack. you put in one big business like that, how many other businesses it supports? No doubt. Yes, hey, Jack. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks Appreciate for the call, Jack. It. Don't be a stranger. Hey, he's he's spot on. Spot on. on a whole lot of things. By the way, and yeah. I'm trying to think of because I want to give proper credit. I think it was. Mayor Dean, right? Was it Mayor Dean who, who did built what? the the uh, convention center? That was Mayor Dean's baby. Okay. Yep. Again, let me just tell everybody that I'm I'm trying to just pound home what you said, the importance of people in charge and making decisions. And if you have the wrong people or the right people, 
how it greatly affects your city. He understood, and I know because I was privy to a lot of private meetings. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of big events that people like Butch Spearden, who we've had on this show many, many times. Scott Ramsey, who we've had on the show many, many times. And Mayor Dean and others that they were trying to get to come here. And those people were saying, your convention center isn't going to cut it. Nope. You got to build a new convention center or we ain't coming. And you know what? Yeah. They did. And it changed. People don't understand. I don't know if people understand whether you go there to events or not. It doesn't matter. Like, that thing still has to be there. Oh, yeah. Because there's a whole lot of things that that opened up doors for a whole lot of things to come here. By the way, you you think the Predators just asked for the NHL All-Star Game when it came here in, what, 2018, 2017? I thought it was 18. Was it 16? I think it was 2016. It's been that long. Can you believe that? Yeah. Twenty six. You think twenty six? What? You think a couple years before that was the first time they asked for an All Star game? No. Uh, no. 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 The NHL said, "Yeah, your convention center, that little thing across the street, yeah, it ain't gonna cut it. No, it's about the size of a library. Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah, like now it's a food court. It is. <laughs> it's a shopping That's center. How it is. Food, it's the shopping it's center. A and food, food court. court. Your yeah. little food court across the street. Yeah, it ain't gonna cut it. No. And can I add? Yes, sir. Bridgestone Arena. If a lot of people don't realize, before Bridgestone, that was the municipal auditorium that used to hold things, and artists wouldn't even come here. I remember several artists, national artists, that said they avoided Nashville because it wasn't big enough, wasn't enough to do, you know, wasn't big enough space. Bridgestone is taking the concert level, concert uh, venues to another of level. Of course, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And because there's a lot of artists. I mean, that at one time, it was died, even in the gospel market, I mean, but no R&B stuff like that, it was dead. Bredesen and Dean. And look, I don't, I'm not trying to slide him because I know maybe others that maybe I'm unaware because I got here. Well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, New Year's Eve of 97. Go ahead. My first full day in Nashville was New Year's Day 1998. Okay. It was my first full day. Yeah. I got here in the night. Yeah. Like the Mayflower. Sure. Like the Colts. <laughs> Going from Baltimore to <laughs> Indy. Just to be clear, not the boat. No. The, the, the truck. The truck. Okay. The movers. My my Mayflower got here on New Year's Eve 97. But I've I've also talked to enough people yeah. that were here, obviously. And I, those two were instrumental in so many things. And it's a big part of why our city is what it is today. I mean, yeah. without all these things that we're talking about... Look, I, I don't look. Everything grows for the most part, right? Like we would have had some new things, sure. But sure, overall, sure. the city really wouldn't be a whole lot different. It required a lot of investment, and that's what some people are afraid of. Sometimes is spending the upfront money that's necessary to try to build, and it was a risk. It's a risk taking some of these things. Um, the, bringing the NFL here, there's no telling the NFL. You have to think about how small Nashville was perceived mm-hmm. back at that particular time. The NFL seemed to work everywhere, but there was no guarantee the NFL was going to work here. No, at all. Um, you know, so and you know, it, it was it was just a different time. And real quick before we get back to the calls, the mayor's office here, and I can say this, you know, Phil Bredesen, of course, yes, he built the arena and the football stadium. The next mayor between Mayor Bredesen and Mayor Dean is Mayor Bill Purcell. Mayor Bill Purcell did not do anything big and flashy like. Uh, an, 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 an entertainment venue. 
tell you what he did do. The city hall downtown and all the metro office buildings. He's the person responsible for moving the entire metro government to Metro Center. This is Purcell? Purcell. Okay. For two years, the entire metro government, everything, the court systems, codes, all it all moved over to Metro Center and some of those office buildings over there for two years while they did a gut job to the entire courthouse, the the mayor's office, you know, all of the a lot of the metro offices in downtown, the hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of employees who work in downtown Nashville right now got a fresh new building and a fresh new start because Mayor Purcell said we need infrastructure. After the build of the stadium and the arena, he said we need sidewalks. We need wider streets. We need more city government to be able to fully function and operate to move Nashville to the next level. So he essentially set the stage Mm -hmm. for what Mayor uh, Dean was able to do. By the time he was able to come come in, a lot of the groundwork had been done because he didn't do anything grandiose like that as far as building a brand new facility from, from scratch other than the Symphony Center. The Symphony Center was something that went up under Mayor Purcell, but it wasn't, I don't think that was a city project. Let's go to JJ. JJ he used to Hall of Fame. What's up? Hey, yes, uh, I, I I want this city to get a Super Bowl, the Final Four, and the national championship game uh, of the college playoff. But if Mayor O'Connell stops this city from getting a WrestleMania, there's going to be big problems, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is that contract's already signed. I was going to say, I think so that's he already signed, he sealed, can't do and delivered. B- Butch has told us personally. Well, it hasn't that been contract, delivered, but signed and sealed. Well, we got to build the building first. But, yeah. you know, Butch Spiritin's already told me and Darren that that contract mm-hmm. is already is already good to go. Well, good. Because, uh, listen, and I guess I was joking, but <laughs> the WrestleMania this year is sold out. As outdoors, don't tell me Nashville. Once we get oh, the yeah. facility, cannot have a two day event. Okay, if the people is sold out outside, Nashville can do it too. So where is it this year? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah, not, where is I'm it? not up on. It's, uh, it's in Philadelphia at the uh, at the Link Stadium. at Lincoln yes. Financial. Really, mm. at Lincoln Financial. Wow. Yes, outside both nights are sold out. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yes, so okay. It, so. It, Yes, I, I guess I was making a joke, but it's, hey, listen, tourism dollars help build this city. Okay, so you can't turn, you can't turn that off. I know you don't want to get into politics. I'm not going to get into politics, but tourism dollars help build this city. So let's, let's okay, so let's, we're just keeping it honest and being real. Okay? But anyway, hey, also I appreciate y'all taking us to the uh, Super Bowl without y'all actually going to the Super Bowl. Great content last week. Thank you. Y'all are outstanding, and I, I, I always tell y'all this. I enjoy listening to both of you. Thank you, JJ. Really Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, JJ. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. Uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, and, and by the way, we all want a parade. Oh, boy. We can get, that, we can get to that on the yeah, other side. But yeah. we'll talk with uh, Pat sometime in the second hour. Again, he's got to get to a – I was going to say a safe place. That's not, that doesn't sound right. He was no. a quieter place. He's got to get to a quieter place. So they got to be sh- shuffled around and shuttled all around to get to his quiet place. Okay. So it was quite loud in Kansas City all day today. Uh, we'll take a quick break. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. That's our phone line and our text line. More of the McFarland Show next here on WNSR. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? 
Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Step through the doorway and immerse yourself in a state of total serenity. Welcome to Mokara Spa. Massage therapy, facials, body treatments, and more. Or try one of our signature services. These customizable services combine proven techniques with the latest spa supplements to help relax the body, restore the mind, and soothe the senses. Downtown now has a destination for you to do good things for yourself. A gift certificate to Mokara is the perfect present for the loved one in your life. Surprise someone with a trip to Mokara Spa. More information at 761-3600. Complimentary valet parking. Why not treat you and your loved one to a couple's retreat at Mokara? Call to arrange your gift certificates for Valentine's Day. Or simply take five minutes, leave your car with the valet, and stop in. Located at 255th Avenue South, inside the Omni Nashville Hotel. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I feel bad for Lamar. Not all his fault, but a lot of it's his fault. He just didn't play well. He looked rattled. Bagnolo's done a great job with that defense. Looked rattled. You know, he takes part of the blame, obviously. Zay Flowers takes a lot of the blame. Fumbling at the goal line. That stupid taunting penalty. You can't do that. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Five State Forecast. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan forecast. For today, it's going to be mostly sunny, high 62. Mainly clear tonight, low 40. Thursday, mostly sunny, high 64. Clouds, maybe a shower Friday, behind near 60. Utilizing the resources of the Motherwell Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Honest opinions, genuine conversations. The McFarland Show. Well, we talked about the college basketball games last night and made even reference to the line on the Vandy Texas AM. Like, huh, only eight and a half? I wonder why it's so low. Well, now we know. Congratulations, Vanderbilt. Nice win. Here's something, though, I would like to 
to have us stop doing. Every time Vanderbilt wins, can we stop with the everything is has got to be magic? <laughs> Ezra magic, you know. Manuel magic. Something magic. Magic something. It's like, can we stop with all that? It's just, it's played. Like, it's not the same. Like, it was Memorial Magic for a reason. Like, it was a packed house, incredible atmospheres, crazy, high, um, high stakes college basketball games, ranked teams playing against each other. Like, that was truly magic. If we want to go down memory lane, going to continue on this theme, like, give me a break. Like, today, like, it's cool. Like, nice win. Nice, you know, buzzer beater shot. Like, that's awesome, but it doesn't always have to be magic. Like, there was, I mean, did you see the crowd last night? Mm, kind of. Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> what do you mean? I, there didn't seem to be a lot of, right. lot of people there. That's well, what I mean. Because I there that. wasn't. Okay. I don't even know if that's called a crowd. Like, what's, what's the number where it's not considered a crowd anymore? It's just a gathering. <laughs> I don't know. I think what it was the, more of just a gathering. I don't know what the number for crowd is. And I mean, that's, that's a great. I'm question. happy. I'm not trying to, you know, poo poo on their win. Like that's a good win. I don't know what it ultimately means. It means probably nothing. But it's good for them. It means they're still fighting. They're still trying, and they beat a good Texas A&M thing. I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, Buzz Williams, like, wow, you come off that that dominant win Saturday against Tennessee, and then you come in. <laughs> and lay, you know, and you play, you know, lose to Van. I mean, that's look. It's not going to ultimately. Co- I don't. I don't. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. I mean, they they are kind of a bubble team. Uh, well, y- yeah, I guess they are. In, for for the conference, yes, I, I suppose they are. They're sort of. Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking about for the tournament. Like, there's yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that kind of look the same right now, right? Yeah. Like Florida. Yeah. A and M. Yes. They're kind of Alabama. I mean, Alabama's a little bit higher than that, but you know, you've got Auburn at the top, you got Tennessee at the top. What is Kentucky? I guess Kentucky, throw them in there. Yeah. Right now, because I mean they're not They're not elite exactly. No, because they're uber talented, but that so that doesn't mean they're not getting the results. I mean I mean, I'm just telling you, if they had a loss last night in Rupp Arena, don't miss, I mean, I I don't know what would happen. I mean they it would have gotten really ugly. Like, there's a whole <laughs> well, bunch of people. Well, you already told me things were kind of already on It's edge. already really loud about Cal. Yeah. Like, it's getting louder and louder. Like, there are a lot of Kentucky fans that are ready for change. Yeah. It sounds and like. And then with every loss at home, it just gets louder and louder. If they'd have lost four in a row and, you know, he'd have done something no coach in the history of the program had done, lost four straight home games. Who knows what the scene would have been like. But they didn't lose, so it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. I'm just saying, wasn't a great loss for, for Buzz Williams and A&M last night. Good for Vanderbilt. Nice win for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But anyway, I just I didn't mean to get on. But I just so, every time it's like, does every Vanderbilt win at home have to be something magic? Like, can we stop is, with that? Is it a good win for Vanderbilt or is it just a bad loss for A&M? Which which one, you know, kind of where are we going? I mean, what, what is it? Who truly, unless you're a player or a coach, or I guess somebody who works at Vanderbilt, how could it be a good one? I mean, what, it, it means nothing. Like, it's, it's changing nothing, their course of their season, right? Yeah. 
Like that win doesn't. So I don't know how you could truly deem it a good win outside of those people that I those groups that I just said because it's. And I guess the people who were there, people spent their time and their money. It's good for them. Yeah. You know, they got to see a win. They're rooting for Vanderbilt. But other than that, like, what, what does it mean? It means nothing. It's the second win in the in the conference, and they're still a whole lot of games under five hundred. So, yeah, what what does it mean? It means nothing. It doesn't it's not mean changing, for them. It's no. not changing their future. No, it's not changing the season for them. No, no. no. So good. ultimately, that's what I'm getting at. Like, how, how is, you know who's it good for? It's good for the people who were there. Yeah. And the people, I guess, that work at Vanderbilt are in the sports, the athletics department, you know, the AD, stuff. Mm. Okay, it's good for them, but outside of that, okay, then I guess it falls more in the bad loss for A&M. Yeah. Because, look, well, if they are truly, more. if they're a bubble team, that game will get talked about. Yeah. Hey, you're right. You're right. And it, for them, it is a really bad loss. Um on the road against the team within their conference and the game they're supposed to win. As you mentioned, they were what eight and a half point mm-hmm. favorite in that game. Yeah. That's a game that you got to win if you're them, and they didn't. Um, so is it a nice win for, for Jerry Stackhouse and company? Of course it is. But is it really a, a – I'm not going to call it a devastating loss, but is it a really bad loss for A&M and something that could hold them back if they are indeed a bubble team and everybody finishes around the same level? Um, it certainly could be one of those things for, for A&M where it kind of sets them back a little bit. Yeah. So we can um, – you know. But it was – as far as the magic thing uh, – Yes, is it played out a little bit? It's a little played out. I can see your point with that, uh, in that it's a little bit overused. Don't you see it every time on social media? Yeah. Like, it's every time. It's, it's a little overused, but, you know, it's a buzzer beater. You know, I, so what okay, do you, I mean? but what, magic? Like, when it was called, when it was Memorial Magic, it was real. Like, it was. It was magic. <laughs> you know? They beat a team that they weren't supposed to beat. Is it magical? It was a buzzer beater at that. Okay. Is it magical? Is it a little, it's a little magic. A little magic. <laughs> All right, uh, John, we'll get to you. It's a little magic. On the other side, as we close that hour number one of the McFarland Show on WNSR. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. 
That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King show. Like I've mentioned, I thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick was trending, I'd be lying. I'd just be, that'd be the host trying to act like he knew something he didn't know. Why would I present that to you? I am shocked. I was taken aback by it. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. That's true. Thank you, big voice guy. 615-844-5600. Eric in Columbia on our YouTube page has brought uh, awareness to us. He knows we're going to have Pat Spurdue on sometime in the second hour. Mm-hmm. And apparently there were shots fired at the Chiefs parade. That is not a joke. No, no, like that's the, real. Or like, that's not figuratively. That's literally. Yeah. So he yeah. said, hopefully, Coach Pat is okay. Well, yeah, we hope that too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if it's a big deal, not a big uh, deal. According to the oh, CBS, we got, we got breaking. Yeah, so uh, they've gone breaking news on CBS, Center. Yeah, CBS affiliate there in Kansas City is confirmed eight to ten people wounded. Wow. Near Union Station, they've got two people in custody right now. Jeez. As a result of that shooting there in Kansas City. Golly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Just moments after the Chiefs Super Bowl parade ended. Can we all get along? You just want to freaking. I mean, Super Bowl. it's um. Who knows why it happened? Yeah, I don't have any details. Um, but yeah, let's uh, sneak in, John. John, what's up? Real quick, John. Yeah, that's fine, guys. Uh, sorry about Kansas City there. Uh, yeah, just in case Stackhouse doesn't come back and Ben looks fully committed for uh, money and everything else. Uh, who would be a front runner, in your opinion, for that job, or at least mm. two or three guys? And, and then also, too, if Calipari, to me, if he doesn't reach reach the sixteen, I seem like uh, that would be a measuring stick for him not coming back. Not that I don't want him to come back, but I think that would do it. And who would you think would be a big fit there? I'll listen off air. John, do you have any names, by the way? 
That you have in mind? Okay, okay. I don't. All I right. really don't. I, the only thing I could think is, yeah, I, somebody told me that Casey Alexander might want that job, but I don't I don't know why you want him. He's got a good situation at Belmont, but I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't okay. Know. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate okay. it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, worth getting into, I, I suppose. Yeah, I don't, I'm a boy. Yeah. Those, I, I well, I both, need to, both I'll need jobs. the three minutes to yeah, think about both it. Both of those jobs are loaded <laughs> jobs for a variety of reasons. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, that'll do it for hour number one. We'll come back. We'll we'll talk about that. Plus, uh, we'll get into some other things, and we can talk to you as well. Hour number one in the books here on the McFarland Show, WNSR. report from ABC News. Gunfire at Chiefs Rally. I'm Michelle Franzen. In Kansas City, Missouri, reports of several people shot following the end of celebrations for the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win. Kansas City police say two armed people have been detained for further investigation. Ambulances were arriving on scene to treat people, but their injuries unknown. ABC's Alex Perez is on the ground in downtown Kansas City with more. The rally had just ended, maybe about 10 minutes or so, when we saw the chaos, we saw groups of people sort of running, appearing to be running for their lives. And then we heard sirens. We heard uh, 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 ambulance sirens and police vehicle sirens. Now, at this point, the information we have is still early. Again, reports of several people shot at the Chiefs' victory parade and rally. Police say two people are in custody. Hundreds of thousands of fans on hand for the Chiefs' Super Bowl championship rally at the time. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. 
Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show rolling along here on this Wednesday afternoon. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Darren and Justin here live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside. By the way, some of you, um, I've expressed to you on whether it's our YouTube page or text or Twitter, what have you. Uh, I, think I, I think I sound all right. I probably sound like crap, so I appreciate everybody bearing with me today i don't know if i sound great or not i, don't sound, I mean you're okay. a little gravelly but yeah. it doesn't sound like uh, like crap so i appreciate yeah. everybody a little, a little harsh there it's all right you know i don't know what it sounds like but it doesn't sound great i know that a little gravel it's okay um i will say this justin i we've talked you know we talked a lot about the super bowl but but we haven't gone full-blown you know for this whole week we obviously on monday but I did have this thought. This is where I'm bringing it up because I didn't say this on the air. Okay. I've actually said it off the air, but I didn't really think it would happen. So I'm like, ah, probably won't waste the time on our show because it's just not going to happen. But I did have these thoughts during the game and after the game. But I was like, eh, that they, you know, they'll just, they're going to have work on it getting better. But, you know, he's not really going to get fired. He just got fired. Uh, the 49ers have fired Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator. <sighs> and okay. I, because I, yeah. go ahead, Darren, please. There were just some things like I just was a little perplexed that they were doing, not doing. Um, and even at times throughout the course of the season. And so I was like, I don't know if this Steve Wilkes thing is going to work. But again, it's one year, right? Yeah. It's one year. But it, it, look, and I'm not blaming Steve Wilkes for their loss at all. In fact, if I was to assess blame, I would blame it on Kyle Shanahan. Squarely on Kyle Shanahan. Because again, this is three. Look, you can say all you want, and I get it. Tom Brady is the greatest ever to do it. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, I am not going to be calling him a GOAT. Anytime soon, he is special, special, special. He's the best player in the NFL today, and he's already got three trophies, three MVPs, and he's been to the Super Bowl already four times, and he's 28 years old. Well, this just in. Tom Brady went 10 times. Yeah. Okay, so he's not even halfway there. Yeah, he's not the greatest of all time, no. I'm not going there with the whole GOAT conversation. Like, Mahomes is still got a long ways. A lot of things can happen, oh, by the way. Oh, sure. Right? A lot of things can happen. So I'm just, I'm not going there. So I get it. He's lost to Mahomes twice as a head coach in the Super Bowl, and he lost to Tom Brady as the offensive coordinator. I don't understand why they kept abandoning the run again. 
right? It was the whole talking when the, with the Falcons. Like, he's heard all this for years. Mm-hmm. They had two three and outs in the second half. All passes. Six passes. No runs. And so, to me, and then, of course, the overtime debacle. You win the toss, and you choose to receive. Everybody's like, why? I'm, your actual your strategy, your plan was to give Mahomes the ball last. So if I'm assessing blame, let me just say this. I'm blaming Kyle Shanahan for their loss. I am. It's not Steve Wilkes. But I also did think, and I talked to people off the air, like, I don't know if this Steve Wilkes thing is going to work at defensive coordinator. Hmm. Well, guess what? They just fired him. Okay, I, I, let me. I, I'm breathing deeply because I I am I am frustrated for Steve Wilkes, and I, I, you know, listen, whether or not he deserves to be fired or not is something that I have mixed mixed feelings on. But th- this is what I'm going to say about Steve Wilkes. He's a guy who got who got an opportunity to coach the Arizona Cardinals to be the head coach at the Arizona Cardinals, but was never really given a fair shot at that thing because they they drafted Josh Rosen, who was a complete disaster. Um, And they fired him after one season, after trading away the, the, the number one pick at the end. I mean, it was just, all of it was just ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. The one year there in Arizona. Nobody was going to win in that situation uh, that they had going on in Arizona when he was the head coach. Then he ends up in Carolina where they fire the head coach and make him the interim. Uh, during his time as the interim head coach, he was six and six, I believe. Um, as the, yes, he was six and six as the head coach, nearly got the Panthers into the playoffs, uh, and did much better than the previous coach there in Carolina did. Uh, a lot of people felt like, you know what, maybe he's going to be the, the brand new head coach. Maybe they will rip the interim tag off and make him the head coach. Nope. Nope. We're going to go with Frank Wright. Then that ended up being a disaster. Now they're starting over again. So where does he end up? Out in San Francisco. So what does he do as the 49ers defensive coordinator? Well, helps them get all the way to the Super Bowl. Not that they hadn't been to the Super Bowl before he got there. They had. Not to say they achieved some brand new heights or something they hadn't done before. No. No, they had done a lot of things that they had done already um, did they give up a lot of points to the Detroit Lions? Yeah, I, I guess so. Did they give up the big plays to Patrick Mahomes down the stretch, you know, in, in the Super Bowl? I suppose so. Did they lose their one of their best linebackers with a freak accident on the on the sideline, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the middle of the game? Yeah, they did. It's a big loss. Do, do you think that maybe will make a little bit of a difference? It Maybe it would. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it would. Can it be argued? I'm not saying that he's the greatest of all time, Darren. Let me let me be clear on this. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest of all time. I'm saying that at this point he has achieved enough to be among, counted among the greatest of all time. To me, this run that he's been on is enough to get him maybe not first ballot in the Canton, but, you know, maybe 
three or four or five or something down the years in the canton already with just this, with just the four Super Bowls in five years and the three wins and the three MVPs of the Super Bowl in, you know, in five years or whatever. You lose to that guy, to me, there's no shame. And this is why I said it. There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes. There just isn't. There just is no shame in that. When we look back on it, it's just going to be one of those things that happened. They lost to Patrick Mahomes. He's going to take a lot of people's Super Bowl Yeah, rank. but wouldn't you rather go down the right way? Go down. What's the right way? Well, not giving him the ball last, which everybody said. What, what, right? what does Steve Wilkes got to do with that? Oh, well, I thought you were talking about, okay, I'm talking about Shannon. But Steve okay. Wilkes ain't got nothing to do with that. You know, well, you know, I mean, that was, with give, I'm talking about giving him the, the field giving him the ball last <laughs> is what I'm talking about. Steve, Steve Wilkes, <laughs> no, has, he did not. Steve Wilkes did not make the decision no. with the coin flip. Steve Wilkes did not decide to kick the field goal, which again, I'm not saying that you know, yeah, he had to go for the touchdown, but uh, you know, boy, are you sure you want to give this? One? Okay. Um, it, I'm just saying that boy, Steve Wilkes has been, I'm not going to call him a victim because that's way too strong of a word. He has just been in the middle of a lot of really strange circumstances where he has turned in really good results and ended up being let go of it, let go for turning in really good results. How many other people did you know can get, can get in a situation where you can take a team that hadn't done anything to six and six and nearly get them into the playoffs and then get fired. They end up at another team, get them as the defensive coordinator all the way to the Super Bowl and then get fired in back to back seasons. That's weird. It's just weird. Again, am I calling him a victim? No, that's, he made a lot of money doing it. So I'm not going to say he was a victim. That's way too strong. It's just, he seems to turn in relatively good work for somebody who seems to be out of work quite a bit. That's all I'm saying. I, I, it's impossible for me to comment on that because I'm not in the building around him. I, I don't have a clue. Well, the 49 says like. he was he wasn't a good fit overall. Well, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, how am I going to argue with the 49ers? I, I don't. Obviously, they have a model that's been working. So, if they say it's not a good fit, then I, I guess it's yeah. not a good fit. And whatever, again. whatever their fit is. I guess it wasn't Steve Wilkes. The 49ers were very successful before he got there. So it's not like we can give all the credit to Steve Wilkes for building this great 49ers powerhouse. No, 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 no. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. Now, did he break it? Did he, you know, destroy it and make it a shamble? No, no. The 49ers had a good defense for most of the year. They, They had some injuries, including in this Super Bowl game. But, I mean, for me, firing, I I just wonder why Steve Wilkes can't keep a job somewhere. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is is why they didn't keep him in Arizona. They didn't keep him in Carolina. They didn't keep him here in San Francisco. He seems to be a decent human being from all reflections from the media. Again, we are not in the building. We don't know. There, I haven't heard any loud complaints about Steve Wilkes. Man, Steve Wilkes a pain to work with, man. No one or did they fire him. I haven't heard that about Steve Wilkes, the reputation. I just wonder. I just wonder why he can't keep a job. Now, John called in at the end of the first hour and asked us if Vanderbilt mm-hmm. was to move on from Jerry Stackhouse, who would be the replacement? If Kentucky was to move on from Calipari, who would be the replacement? Let me just start with the Kentucky side real quick. I, I don't think their contract, and I, I just don't. I don't think they're going to do it. I think the fans are getting loud. I just don't think they're going to pull the trigger. Yeah, I know he said if he has 
another quick exit in the NCAA tournament, which could very could very easily happen. I just don't think they're going to actually do it. So I don't really think it's even honestly worth discussing unless this thing just craters and it gets really, really loud. And it's like, oh, well, maybe they're going to pull a Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher and just round up, you know, gobs of money and just pay him to go away. We don't care what your contract says or lifetime or whatever his contract situation is. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. I just don't. I don't think we're we're close. I think the fans are loud right now, but I think that's really about it. So I think we just ought to leave that one alone for now. Let's table that one. Yeah. For now. Yeah. It's got to get a whole lot worse, in my opinion. It's like I understand the 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 frustration of the fans. Like Calipari and Kentucky has done squat no. here in a good while. Right. No. It's been a while since they've had a deep run in the tournament, and just just in. The, the players that he brings in the program and, you know, what they pay him, I mean, he's supposed to be a guy flirting with the Final Four every year. That's what they expect yeah. in Kentucky. Fair or unfair, this That's is what, what it is. That's what the lifetime contract. That's what you sign up for, yeah. right? So expectations are extremely high and probably unfair, but who cares? That's what it is. So I think we're still, we're still a little premature on that subject. So let's table that one, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's see a little bit more body work. As for Vanderbilt. I guess where I would start with this, Justin, is I don't know, and I've said this many times, I just don't know their thinking over there. I don't know what they want. I don't know what their expectations are. I don't know if they care. I don't know. If I knew that they, if we were talking about them like every other program or most programs in the country, I would say, yeah, you know, they're going to move on. And, you know, that's that. Like, you you can't, you've heard me say it. You can't tell everybody, hey, just trust us. You're six. It's going to be different. Okay, I know the first five years have not worked, but you got to trust us. Year six, it is going to be different, man. Everything is going to come together, and we can then truly say the magic is going to happen because magic is going to return, okay? No. You can't say that. Like, nobody's going to buy that. Everybody's going to be like, huh? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go mow the, mow the yard. Yeah, thanks. No, no one's going to buy that. No. But again, I, I don't know what they think. I don't know what their expectations are. I don't know their level of care. I, I don't know. I don't know what they are thinking. So, again, most programs, most all programs in the country, five years at an SEC school in Nashville, no NCAA tournament, and that's what, going to be now, what, seven years in a row? The program hasn't been to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You got to make a change. Yeah. It'd be a no brainer, but it's Vanderbilt. So I, I don't know. It's, I'm not trying to cop out of John's question. No. That was a good question. It I, is. I just don't know. I can't treat them like everybody else because I don't know how they, they think over there anymore. Yeah. No. And, and I agree. Here's what I'm thinking with Vanderbilt um, they've tried some of everything. Uh, over the past few years, regardless of whatever their thinking is now, and I'm with you. I don't know what they. I don't know what they. I don't know what they are right now. But you know, they've tried. You know, former players. You know, who've played for the university and come back and tried to do that. They tried that, and now they're trying the former NBA star. Uh, with, you know, who's got some name to him, you know, before he ever got to Vanderbilt. They're trying to bring a little star power in. They tried that. And none of it has really 
worked over there the way that I think they wanted it to. What would I do? I would go to an academic institution that plays basketball well, and I would hire one of their assistant coaches. I just literally Googled just now. Who's the lead associate head coach at Duke? He's a guy named Chris Carterwell. All right. He's been the associate head coach over there at Duke since 2021. He played at Duke. Uh, he was on one of the Duke's teams uh, that went to the Final Four. Of course, they all went to the Final Four if you played at Duke at some point, uh, it would seem. They're sort of like Alabama in that way. If you played there for four or five years, you ended up in the Final Four a lot of times. He's got a lot of success there. ACC Assistant Coach of the Year, all that kind of great stuff, inaculates. I would hire somebody of that ilk who is used to dealing with academic issues and recruiting guys who have to perform well academically to come into the program and try to revitalize it in a way that is sustainable, not just grabbing guys, not bending rules, doing things that you know, that you already know that you are as a program and are not willing to compromise on. Let's not kid ourselves. They want to be an academic institution. Fine. Let's go find people who know how to recruit people who are academically friendly to the program that we want to build. And to me, the way to do that is to go find people who are currently doing that on a lower level, like Duke, like Stanford, like Notre Dame, like fill in the blank. That's what that that's the approach I would take. Does that mean it's the right approach? No. You know, could I be completely wrong on that? Could this guy be a disaster? He absolutely could. But you're asking if you're asking, that's what I would do because Vanderbilt is not going to be anything different than what they are. They're just not. If we're expecting Vanderbilt to come out here and bring in a bunch of five star guys who are going to play one or two years and go to the and go to the NBA, and I'm not talking about one or two, I'm talking about you know three, four guys and have this constant revolving door. That's just not who they're ever going to be. They've got to find guys who can play academically and who can compete on an SEC level. And there's only but so many of those guys out there. You got to go find someone who runs in those circles who knows how to go get them. Well, they did get five stars. Not too long ago, those guys those guys are playing in the NBA right now. Well, Rice did that. Were they able to follow up? No. Well, I mean, they, you know, with the next with the next one, and no, the next one, I, and the next one. It was or? obviously a very very short period of time. Yeah, and it didn't work. No, and they got hurt, and you know, it was it didn't it didn't do it. But I'm saying they got them in there. They were they played. Well, I mean, Garland was at Vanderbilt. He wasn't here very long. Darius Garland played at Vanderbilt. He didn't go to Duke. He didn't go to Kentucky. Well, he didn't go to North Carolina. He went to Vanderbilt. He didn't go to Tennessee. Went to Vanderbilt. So, okay, I understand. I understand you know what I mean. So I they they have done it. It's not like they have it brought in. It just happened not too long ago. They just didn't have any success at no, all. It's not sustained success with them. No, and what? No, and it wasn't sustained. Of course, no. you're talking about doing it every year. Yeah. You know, year after Bringing year. Bringing in a few of these guys. Again, not just one. I don't know what they want. I don't. Do they care if they? Do they want people in the gym? Like no one's showing up to games. No one is. No one is there. No one is. There. I, I think they're in the middle of a. Uh, is that? And that's another thing. We don't Are they just in. like, hey, just we'll just we'll care again when everything's done? Is that? Is that what? Is that the message? Hey, yeah. we're under construction, so we're just gonna check out till then. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's. I don't know either. Maybe that's. And that's thinking. the thing. I don't know what they're. We'll talk to you when when everything's done. That's the way it feels. Well, that sounds like a weird way to run a business. It's the way it feels. Okay. The situation in Kansas City, Darren, is yeah. getting worse. Uh, just so you know, um, I've made 
contact with Pat Sperduto. He is safe. Um, and he said, because of the circumstances and a lot of unknown, they're still trying to figure a lot of things out. He said, I think it's probably best we don't do something today. And I said, I completely Yeah, understand. I agree. Um, the, the latest information in from the Kansas City Fire Department is uh, there's now 10 people who've been shot in Kansas City. This is right after the Chiefs uh, Championship Parade. 10 people shot, three people in critical condition, and one person has now died as a result of this uh, shooting there in Kansas City. They understand there is also two people who are in custody. Uh, we don't know anything about um, the the motive behind any of this, but this was just after the parade ended there in Kansas City. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. 615-844-5600. The Titans did release yesterday, right after, right after our show, of new coaching staff. They did introduce their new coordinators today. We'll talk and, and hear a little bit of that on the other side as you listen to the McFarland Show, WNSR. <clears throat> oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy and i can cash out whenever i want that's a total no-brainer i'm downloading the free upside app now download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code lift for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's promo code lift you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code lift for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code lift a friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. <laughs> he had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers, folks like me who get the runaround from banks, and he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number, 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599. 859-9599. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. We're all signed up for a new class called Analytics. We're going to have to learn these terms because it's not only going to be the head coach, it's going to trickle down through his staff. They're going to start using these terms, and that's not a horrible thing. Welcome to 2024. Things are going to be a whole lot different around here when it comes to Titans football. Sound very different. Will it look different? That's the plan. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. We continue to uh, follow the news out of Kansas City, unfortunately, and it does have a sports tie to it. Um, reading the information here from the... Uh, l- listen, this is how you know it's, it's serious when ESPN... Not ESPN2, not ESPNU, not ESPN, you know, Deportes. ESPN, the actual, you know, the main channel, they have now taken over and they are, um, they are broadcasting the ABC affiliate there in Kansas City. And, um, they're, they're broadcasting the ABC station in Kansas City live over their airwaves, uh, to broadcast the news of unfortunately 10 people being shot. After the Kansas City Chiefs championship parade, three people in critical condition, one person has died, two people in custody. And uh, that place there in Kansas City that people have been lining up, Darren, since early in the morning. People camped out to be front and center uh, with so much joy and happiness has now turned into a crime scene there in uh, Kansas City. And um, it's unfortunate uh, when... Uh, Sports and news collide like this, um, but there is a massive police presence and um, a lot of people trying to figure out what is going on there in Kansas City. Just um, really unfortunate. Yeah, we'll uh, keep close tabs on that. Anything changes, we'll certainly pass it along. So I said yesterday, the Titans put out uh, additions to their coaching staff. Yes. And so most of the names we had already heard, this is, you know, they're making it official, but then there were some new names in there. So... Here are some of the names, or here are so far. I don't think I think Brian Callahan spoke today and said that they're still hiring. So they've added 10 new coaches, and they retained other coaches um, from the previous staff. So you've got Bill Callahan, which we knew, dad, yes. is going to be the offensive line coach. Tyke Tolbert, that was out there, is coming in as the new wide receivers coach. Randy Jordan is the new running backs coach. Bo Hardigree is the new quarterbacks coach. Those were no surprises, right? No. Peyton McCollum, assistant wide receivers coach. On the defensive staff, you got uh, Frank Bush. We knew that. Linebackers coach. His second stint here. 
And by the way, today in their press conference, you know, spoke, Denar Wilson was very glowing about Frank Bush. Mm-hmm. Steve Jackson, second stint, secondary safeties coach. Here's one that got my attention. Also second stint with the Titans. Tracy Rocker. Tracy Rocker. He's going to be the D-line coach. Again. I'm like, huh. Yeah. And everybody always has good things to say about Tracy Rocker. People of course, love Tracy Rocker. The father of Kumar Rocker. That is correct. Former Vanderbilt pitcher and standout. Now with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Ben Bloom, outside linebackers. And Tom Jones joins the staff as an assistant to the head coach. Yes. Okay. Now, the staff that was there last year that is going to be retained, and some of them in new roles. Chris Harris. Remember, everybody thought Chris Harris, that was viewed as a great hire last offseason by Mike Rabel. Yes. Chris Harris, passing game coordinator, cornerbacks. Mm. Justin Alton. It's that weird thing again. The passing game coordinator and the corner. You're the defensive backs guy on defense and the passing game coordinator on offense. Apparently, this is just the way of the world now, Darren. And I don't fully understand it yet. We and, and listen, I'll continue to ask all of our NFL folks who come on the show about this because I, I I really want to know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I no, I, 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 no, this, I know this is a hot spot for you. I'm I'm confused. I don't understand it. But continue, sir. Uh, Justin Alton is the tight ends coach. Anthony Levine Sr. is assistant special teams. Clinton McKellen, McMillan, excuse me, is the assistant defensive line and pass rush, pass rush special specialist. Mm-hmm. Say that fast three times. Yeah, I'd rather not. Lori Locus, defensive quality control. Kylan Butler, Matt Jones, offensive assistant, not a radio guy. Luke Stocker, <laughs> offensive assistant from the strength and conditioning staff. Yeah, Brian Bell. Tyler Rouse and Haley Roberts. So I was a little surprised mm-hmm. of the, if I'm just being honest, that a lot of the strength and conditioning staff was retained, considering everything we've talked about the last three seasons. You? Yes, I am surprised as well. But I mean, I don't know them, but I just know that we've talked a lot about their injuries and. Well. Everything for three seasons. One of two things with that. Um, And that means that either the people that they wanted, perhaps, were not available. They couldn't get them. Because, you know, again, there's been seven to eight coaching turnovers in the NFL. And that includes all of their staff and a bunch of other people getting shifted around. Okay. So there's that. And then the other part of this is maybe perhaps – they feel like they can just change the approach with the current staff that they have, and there's no need to. Re- they feel like you know what you're what you're talking about, and what I'm talking about is not that far off. We just need to change a couple of things here and there, and maybe we can fix this. One or the other is true, I w- I would think, which is why they're not making the drastic change. Either they couldn't get who they really wanted, or they feel like. You know what? This is fine. You know, we can just work with what we got. And after all, it's a brand new coaching staff. They feel like they're going to be here for longer than a year. So we could try it. If it's not working, 
then we can unload them when the whole thing turns over again next year. Hmm. Okay. I was a little bit, I'm still a little bit surprised. Sure. Uh, Rightfully so. Several spots on the coaching roster, including special teams coordinator, still need to be filled. Now, again, Denard Wilson and Nick Holtz uh, did speak today, the new D.C. and O.C. for the Titans. By the way, that press conference went on for almost an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Callahan, of course, was on was present. They each did it separately. So it was Denard Wilson first with Brian Callahan yeah. and then uh, Nick Holtz with Brian Callahan. Which is already different, Darren. It's already different. Yes. There is no way. No. First of all, we wouldn't have... T- Let's just be real for a second and hold on before we get to our callers here. And we appreciate everybody calling. Let's just be real about it. We wouldn't have talked to the coordinators until next fall. Under, you know, if if Mike Rabel had fired both coordinators and brought in two brand new coordinators, we wouldn't have chatted with them until training camp. We just wouldn't have seen them. Just period. We know we would have talked to coach and coach. Would have, oh, yeah, we, we have a lot of confidence in them. We think they're going to be good. And that would have been it. That would have been it. There's, there would have been an hour-long press conference rolling out each guy with their own individual section mm-hmm. about who they are. Yeah, that That is already different. Now, whether or not it means anything, I don't know. But yeah. it's different at the very least. 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. Doug would like to weigh in. Doug, what's up? Hey, good evening, guys. You kind of stole some of my thunder, but... Uh, yesterday evening with the announcement of the strength and conditioning guy leaving. That didn't catch me by surprise with the injuries that have, I guess, plagued this team. You had to go a different direction. Nothing against the guy, but, I mean, we got guys hurting, guys not finished the season, but you had to see that. But the special teams deal, you know, there was a midseason uh, <laughs> release of the coach, and I, I feel like he's going to be a special choice or a big decision, you know, for him to pick somebody because, I mean, look, we look like the three – the, the Keystone cops a bunch of times out there. You're trying to fair catch at the one. You fumble it. We've got guys that can't return. I mean, you even saw in the Super Bowl, look how special teams played a part. The guy don't say Peter, look what happens. So I think he's yeah. going to drag his feet on special teams. And, and, but I'm glad to see him go a different direction, you know, in strength and conditioning. Well, he didn't, though. That's the thing. They they retained, what was it, three coaches mm-hmm. from strength and conditioning? I thought he was... Uh, okay, well, I read it wrong. I thought no. it was released. No, they. Oh, maybe the selection pool's not as great it as I said, thought. Uh, let's see, wait a minute. Let me read this. Luke Stocker, offensive assistant, and then it says, and from the strength and condition- conditioning staff, Brian Bell, Tyler Rouse, and Haley Roberts were retained. So that's three members of the strength Whoa. and conditioning staff. I just would have assumed that he was gone. Yeah, that's why I brought that's why I brought it up because I was kind of surprised that that's been well, you know three years of across it angst. A lot of discussions of what's going on in the strength and conditioning department and the injuries and all that. So I look, they clearly know. I, I, the, the look the way I look at it is the coaches that were retained is not Brian Callahan. That's Rand Carthon. You know, well, maybe they see something we don't see. I, I, yeah, again, I'm right. For against, but the proof is in the pudding. You know, for the last couple of years, there's been injuries on top of injuries. Uh, the head coach, the former head coach, complained about it. You know, soft tissue injuries issues. So, I stand corrected. Again, WNSR has corrected me once again. I got the information about the track. 
being changed to Glable, and then five minutes later, I get an email. So you guys on top of the game. <laughs> Thank you, it's good work. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Gladeville. <laughs> Don't go to Gladeville, Doug. Wait. <laughs> what about the uh, Glable Donner being able to handle the indie crowd? <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, Doug. Don't forget Gladeville Pizza out there. <laughs> Uh, if you've not heard. Not taking shots uh, at Gladeville, by the way. No. Been many times. Wonderful people, wonderful staff out there. It's been great. It's not Broadway, and nor should it be, by the way. And no one's asking it to be. But it's grown up out there, I can tell you oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Especially once they finished that school, which is already too small. It was too small when they finished it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll put a soul food restaurant out there. That'd be great. You can open up one, man. Yeah, yeah. Get that chicken going, man. There's plenty of room for it. <laughs> Fried yeah. chicken, my yeah. special. That's yeah. what he needs. Yeah, yeah. Every day, every uh, meal. I hadn't eaten yeah. that all week. Then you thought it brought it to my mind. Thank you. No. You're you cough no. up your lungs. But. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, I I was a little bit surprised, but that is, that's Ryan Carthon. That's not Brian Callahan. I mean, I know Ryan, Brian Callahan's got to sit down with him and be comfortable, but look, Ryan, we knew Ryan Carthon was going to help him with his – and look, that's – I don't know these people. Rand Carthon does. He he was around them all last year. Mm-hmm. And these clearly are people that Rand Carthon said, hey. And maybe it was just the, look, I don't think Rand Carthon said, hey, you you have to keep them. Mm-hmm. It was probably like, this would be my suggestion of the coaches that you should keep. That's yeah. probably how that conversation went down. Yeah. Here's who I think you should keep and why. And I'm sure, look, Brian Callahan's, you're like, okay, well, you know them better than me. You were around them all last year, so if you think they're worthy of being retained, then okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll reassess after a year. Yeah. And see, and again, that's how coaching works. Let everything reset itself again next year because, again, a lot of people have been hired, a mm-hmm. lot of parts have been moved around. There were eight openings. And so that's eight brand new special teams openings, assistant trainer, you know, strength and conditioning, whatever. I mean, all, all of that, all of that. So, yeah, it's a lot of movement, a lot of movement, a lot of people moving around, better offers, and, and there's no salary cap for the coaches either. So you pay these guys whatever. Who knows what the offers are or how that worked. Allegiance, kids in school, you, you know, spouses, and there's all kinds of things. These are people who have real lives. So, All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show, 615-844-5600 here live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio here on WNSR. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. 
A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's starleasing.com to learn more. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championship part 6th to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Still continuing to monitor the situation in Kansas City. Pretty scary. You can't even have a Super Bowl winning parade without... Um, don't know any details. Don't know why this happened, from whom. A couple people are in custody, but just a shame. And someone has lost their life Yeah, at a parade celebrating. So uh, right now we've got, what, three people? Oh, there's a lot of, by the way, and you know this better than anybody. Sure. When it's new yeah. and fresh and everybody's gathering, you will see a, you'll yeah. see different numbers, different Different yeah. reports. The, the mayor of Kansas City is uh, is speaking uh, right now, as a matter of fact, uh, flanked by the police chief. Um, and with this, uh, Darren, you'll see new numbers pop up as the mayor is speaking. Because um, they're putting now one dead, nine hurt. ESPN is going with one dead and nine hurt after shots fired after the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. Uh, three of the injured are in critical condition. That's according to ABC News. Um, the, the mayor of uh, Kansas City is literally walking down the steps of City Hall um, and speaking with the media right now there in Kansas City. 
Um, so, of course, we'll continue to keep you up to date. Uh, the CBS affiliate there is reporting uh, eight to ten wounded, and the shooting happened near Union Station there in Kansas City, which is um, right in the heart of downtown, right where the parade uh, had just wrapped up um, with the, the Chiefs and the Super Bowl and, and all of that stuff, uh, with the rings and, and all of that. So it's, it's just so, so sad. Uh, this is such a great day for Kansas City sports fans. Uh, has to be marred with something like this. And um, somebody had to lose their life. Somebody had to die uh, today at this parade. Um, it's, uh, it's it's just awful. So um, it's something that I'm sure the sports world will be looking at here over the next little bit, uh, trying to wrap their minds around. And by the way, two people are in custody, but we don't know why. Yeah, We don't know why the shooting happened. Uh, we were supposed to have Pat Spruto on, who was – in the parade today, and um, I have checked in with him. He has checked in with me as well. He said uh, he is fine. Their party is fine. Everybody is fine on their end. But he did say that uh, probably today, because they're they're still trying to gather a lot of a lot of details too. Yeah. So right. um, he's so we're going to hold off on having Pat on. Pretty scary stuff. Yeah, rightfully so in Kansas City. Okay, let's uh. Let's hear a little bit. Denar Wilson got everything started today. He is the new defensive coordinator. He's going to be in a role he's never been in, where he's mm-hmm. going to be calling the plays as the defensive coordinator. Let's hear a little bit of Denard Wilson today as the Titans introduced their new coordinators eh, about three hours ago. We have some guys on the staff that we have here that has also you know, been uh, influencing me. Frank Bush is a hell of a coach that we have as a linebacker coach. Tracy Rocker, I was with him in Philadelphia. He's a hell of a coach. Steve Jackson and I worked together with the Jets. He also, Steve Jackson, was my coach as an undrafted free agent All right, in, in, in Washington. Uh, Chris Harris being around here, he brings so much energy. Uh, respect Ben Bloom and what he did at Cleveland and the way he had those guys play. Uh, and then it was a lot of uh, people that was already on staff, like like uh, Clint McMillan and, and Lori, who's who's here. Those people, you know, they're great people to be around. Um, they're going to be a uh, great influence on me, helping me through this process. You've been with the uh, Ravens most recently. Mm-hmm. Their philosophy always seemed to have a knack for finding the football, creating turnovers. What's your philosophy regarding trying to get the football? It's not going to change. You know, we, we understand as the ball travels further and faster in the air than it does the ground. So we have to play outstanding pass defense. we got to keep the ball in front of us. But within doing that, we have to attack the ball with violence. All right, the way you get takeaways in this game is population and technique, all right, and, and, and the manner in which you play. So the same philosophies they have in terms of the Ravens' defense is going to be the same philosophy I carry. It's been the same philosophy of all the guys that you mentioned before that I worked with. Stages of evaluating the unit you're inheriting, just kind of what stood out about the players. Well, the guys are here; they play hard and play physical. That's the number one thing. All right, they're tough guys. All right, they play with discipline. All right, they're physical. They're violent at the point of attack. And when you see that and the effort that they have, and you mix you mix the the coaching and and the new nuances that we'll bring, you know, we'll allow them to flourish a, a bit more. What were you looking for in this position, and why was why was Denard a good fit? Uh, everything you guys see so far, um, guys that had great knowledge of, of scheme and what defenses have to be nowadays in the NFL. Uh, there has to be a uh, a willingness to be multiple, to play different coverages, to play multiple fronts, uh, to be able to mix the coverage scheme 
um, with the talent that you have to be able to blitz when it's required to blitz, um, be able to play max coverage when you have to play max coverage. There's just an element of, of playing defense now in the NFL with, with the way that the passing game is and the way that these offenses are that um, if, if you lock yourself into one thing, uh, you tend to, to get found out pretty quickly. And so uh, just one of the things I always respected about the places Denard's been and the defenses he's been a part of uh, is that ability to, to be flexible and adaptable to what uh, the scheme on offense is presenting you. Meanwhile, still keeping a core fundamental approach to what is important on the defense and as, as uh, Denard has talked about it. But that's to me, was the most important part schematically. The other part of it was the person. Um, you know, as you guys get to know Denard, as I've got to know Denard, is, is great energy, uh, really positive, good to be around. He's a guy that I, that I like sitting next to. And, and I've, I hired a lot of the people on the staff with that in mind, is that they're guys that I want to go to work with every day. And, and, and I hope that they, as a staff, want to work together themselves. And I think that uh, your team feels that as well. So when your staff is connected and you want to be around them, uh, hopefully the, the locker room feels that as they come into the building with us. But uh, at the end of the day, they're, they're guys that I like being around and, and present a lot of positive traits, both uh, in the schematic portion uh, and the relationship portion, which to me are, are equally as important uh, when you're building a staff. You've interviewed, I think, four or five places. Talking to Denard. Denard, yeah. yeah. Why, why was this and, and Brian the right fit for you? Well, it's the same thing. First of all, you know, I've, I've always admired the Titans organization. Um, followed followed this organization when they were in Houston. Um, had a lot of people that I've worked with that come from the organization. And when I got here, I was already excited about that, right? And then when I met Brian and I met his, you know, I met the way he, the way he is, the way he presents himself, the way he wants this this team to be connected, right? The core values in terms of what he believes in as a, as a person, in terms of um, having good people around him, um, having friendships, and also grinding and, and working together you know you know I admired that about him I had a relationship with Rand already you know when we were young coming up Rand Carthon and I he was a he was a pro scout and I was a young coach and we had numerous conversations just you know during those days of hey when we get to this point um, this is how we would want to do it um, and, and we've always been in contact and always admired each other on the way we way each other uh, work and so it was a natural fit and um, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm, I'm learning about the organization, being here, and um, I'm excited to go to work. All right. All right. There was some of Denard Wilson. Um, again, both of them spoke for almost 30 minutes. Pretty lengthy presser. That soundbite there just showing how far back he and Rand Carthen go, which we kind of knew that already. Yeah. Um, but just to hear him verbalize it um, just gives us a sense of the relationship that already exists. All right. We'll uh, take our final break, come back. And put a bow on Wednesday's edition of The McFarland Show. We'll do that next year on WNSR. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. 
Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lined grinder oh you've never heard of the barley's lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoke and smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown as the weather gets colder the nfl will stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new $50 in bonus bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime plets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night Keith. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. So the mayor of Kansas City and the police chief of Kansas City has spoken to the press. They are confirming one killed and now 10 to 15 injured Yeah. after the shooting today at the Union Station uh, rally for the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, winning the Super Bowl. I did hear um, just a little bit because we were playing uh, just a little bit, uh, just a, a smidge of Denard Wilson uh, speaking today here in town, new defensive coordinator for the Titans. But I did hear the police chief say that because uh, I think she was asked if there were any kids yeah. shot and she said no. No, no children. They no don't children. believe any children, but they're also still trying to uh, count the victims that they have. So they're saying 10 to 15 uh, two people taken into custody right now. 
Tough loss for the Predators last night. Yeah. Uh, they fell to the Devils on Captain's Night. Another third period meltdown, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's... Got away from I it. I just, I mean, holding on to third period leads for them has become a, a specialty uh, of a problem this year. Yeah, I was to say, a specialty in, in not a good way. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Burnett, uh, pretty critical of his team. Uh, pretty harsh words after the game. Hmm. Uh, head coach of the Preds. But, you know... I. Look, I tweeted out after the game, it's probably time. We're just a little bit over three weeks away from the trade deadline. I yes. think it's three weeks from this Friday. Yes, March the 8th. I said it's time for Barry Trotz to start fielding calls. That's my opinion. Well, he's probably already fielded a few. Of you, but I'm saying but, it, I'm mean ramping it up. Yeah, when it starts getting serious. Like, it's, it's just, I, to me, the way I look at it, Justin, is... The, this team is what it is. It's it's basically what we've been watching for the last four seasons. Yeah, team that's gonna come down to the wire, in out, yeah, in out, right on in, the border, right on the border. You know, last yeah. one in or whatever. I mean, is is that where you want to? I mean, I don't well, know what clearly you, not right. I mean, this is we we've been there, done that. We've watched all this, so. To me, if, if it's just looking the same over and over and over and over again, it's time to continue to shake things up. I mean, I know they've you, you shake things up every offseason, but it's probably time to be a seller again. Seller worked last offseason. It I did. mean, uh, this time last year. Yeah. It, it worked big time in their favor. Bags are being met. And then you got to yeah. capitalize on what you're getting in return, obviously, right. and that's the long term. You got to sell this as if this is what's best in the long term of the team here. They'll host the Dallas Stars before going out on a big road trip after that. That'll be tomorrow night at Bridgestone Arena. That's going to do it for our show today. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock.